United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Susan Stegant is USIP Director of Africa Programs. U.S. Institute of Peace. It's a little early for acronyms. Here to talk about the dire situation in Ethiopia. Hi, Susan. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Oh, this is a very concerning situation. So where it stands now, Ethiopia bracing for war, rebels advancing on the capital. It, I, I don't even have the words. I mean, this country really has just been a mess for so long. And now more trouble. Yes, it's there's deep, deep concern about the the spread of violence at the moment and the risk that this logic of violence could tilt into a much deeper civil war. There's an ongoing humanitarian crisis in the Northeast, and and I think um, it's it's even more distressing given that the hope that people saw for the vision um, that was articulated for a change in Ethiopia over the last three years. Um, and so this is it's really a moment where. Um, Courageous leadership is needed where all of the both um, enticements and pressures are needed to make sure that the, the logic and the mobilization that's taking place right now can be paused uh, and the country can find a way forward that, that keeps the country uh, together, unified and, and protects as many um, Ethiopians as possible. Susan, what are the underlying issues here? Why, what's going on with these rebels? Well, the most uh, immediate issue um, is that there has been a humanitarian blockade in the northeast of the country over the last several months. And the Tigrayan People's Liberation Front, the TPLF, um, has been pushing forward um, towards Addis Ababa, the the capital of Ethiopia, as part of a way to open up that blockade. Um, It's a region of about six million people. Um, The UN has said that there are 5.2 million people who are in need of humanitarian assistance and only a tiny fraction of assistance is reaching them. And so part of the logic at the moment beyond the the deeper political issues is to figure out how to open up that humanitarian space. And um, unfortunately, there hasn't been a political solution um, towards that. And so, again, this, this logic of violence um, continues to, to be reinforced. Who is enforcing the blockade? So the blockade is um, largely driven by the Ethiopian uh, federal government. Um, there have been various efforts to, to try to open it. It's always complicated, though, that um, when we talk about a government, it's not, not dissimilar in the United States. Governments are not monoliths, and uh, they act in different ways with, with different interests. And so uh, part of the challenge is to also find a way forward that can be agreed by different regions across Ethiopia um, and by, by different leaders who have very specific interests. Um, for example, the, the TPLF has, has moved into territory um, that is in another part of another region of the country that is claimed to be disputed um, and and remains disputed between the two parties. Um, so lots lots of overlapping and intersecting um, disputes that are that are driving this. I think a lot of people really became aware of this conflict last week when government officials told the citizens to that it was their duty to take up arms and defend the country. It was like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty. Um, terrifying development. And I think one of the things that we're 
we continue to be deeply concerned about is the the level of um, inflammatory and hate speech that's taking place in social media. Um, and and we know that what leaders say matters. Um, we know that when when leaders call on people to take up arms, um, that it creates a momentum that is very difficult to pull back, uh, even in a moment where where hopefully there can be some agreement at a political level. And um, this this extends into the United States. As you know, there's a large Ethiopian American population, and um, I think it's it's so important that. Um, it's hard to control these, hard to manage the passions, and people have very good reasons to be angry and upset and want to see change in their country. Um, and we have a responsibility to to pull back on this this type of mobilization that that risks impacting so many individuals. And it's not just uh, the Tigray People's Liberation Front. It's there seems to be a coalition forming some nine other groups uh, sort of forming a consortium to overthrow the government. Yes, there was an agreement uh, formed over the weekend, actually signed signed in Washington. Um, I think we, we need to continue to watch and see what the the political um, agenda and weight and and role of of that coalition will be um, inside of Ethiopia. The um, coordination and partnership between the the TPLF and then the Oromo Liberation Army, the OLA, um, is perhaps um, more decisive operationally. And the the OLA's involvement is important. Uh, the Oromo area is. Um, one of the largest populations in, in Ethiopia. It's the area where Prime Minister Abiy comes from, um, and it it adds a, a, a new dimension to to both the the drive towards Addis um, and a complexity to the the political challenges. So, what's the U.S. position in all of this? Well, the U.S. has has made very clear calls um, for uh, a pause uh, for immediately ending hostilities. Um, the U.S. has um, provided leadership and was part of a joint statement from the U.N. Security Council. Um, and currently, the U.S. Special Envoy for the Horn of Africa, Ambassador Feltman, uh, is in the region um, and is, is shuttling uh, to, to between Prime Minister Abiy um, and other leaders in the region, including former President Nigerian President Obasanjo, uh, who's the African Union lead, uh, Kenyan President Kenyatta. Uh, to try to work with the region to get people to a table and to agree to a pause. Um, so the U.S. Has, has a really important role, has a long historic partnership uh, with Ethiopia, and has clearly said that uh, an Ethiopia that collapses is is contrary to U.S. national security interests beyond the the terrible human cost that we are all worried about. Well, for sure it would destabilize the region if Ethiopia fell into chaos. Absolutely. And it's a it's a it's a tricky neighborhood. Um, on the one hand, um, many people are familiar with the, the neighborhood because of Somalia and mm-hmm. Al-Shabaab uh, as an extremist organization where the U.S. has has dedicated uh, many years, many resources um, to try to to counter violent extremism in, in that country. Um, and it's also a neighborhood of tremendous potential. Um, young people who are consistently aspiring to accountable governance and democracy and better lives and jobs for themselves in a way that very much aligns with U.S. values and a a U.S. vision for for the international system. Susan Stigant is U.S. Institute of Peace Director of Africa Program. Susan, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Good to talk. 
This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.